7-3. A very quick halftime. Boy, that halftime. The halftimes just get, get shorter and shorter. Uh, we had a lightning delay, and so they just kind of did the rest of the second quarter, and then all of a sudden we uh, we have a third quarter. Argos uh, had the opportunity after losing the toss at the beginning of the game. They want the wind in the fourth quarter, so the Ticats are going to take the football and the wind here to begin the third quarter. So an opportunity for the Ticats. Who just, that was just horrible clock management. Terrible. And that sort of underscores the problem with the Ticats this year who trail 7-3. to three. Yes, the Ticats had some heavy momentum going in that drive. Masoli looked like he was starting to feel, uh, feel something, like he was getting into a groove, throwing some beautiful footballs, and then... Uh, doesn't do a good job. He's got to be, you know, before the, that last play, got to look at the clock. See, okay, there's only, you know, eight seconds left, nine seconds left. And if you don't see your first, second read, get rid of the ball so you can come out there and kick your field goal. But he hangs on to it. I mean, great job by Argo D-line. Uh, Sean Lemon came around the corner, forced Zoli out of the pocket, and then Wynn was there to partner with his D-line buddy and uh, clean that up and get the sack. But um, Zoli's got to get rid of that ball. But, you know what, hey, great for the Argos, 7-3. So they will kick it off. Argos will be moving so into the wind, moving left formation. to the right. Again, everybody inside the hash marks. And it is going to be C.J. Gable who takes it. He's going to go to the middle of the field and cut back to the numbers at the 30. And take it down at the 32, which is appropriate. That's his number. And Jeremiah Masoli will come out and lead the offense. Masoli's number in the first half, 9 of 17, that's 53%. 84 yards passing, one interception, no touchdowns. So you look at 84 yards passing and 17 yards rushing as a team. Argos defense played very well in the first half. They did, they did. But uh, again, Ticats offense started to build some momentum in that last drive, and we'll see if Masoli can uh, continue to build on that because he's starting to look good. And they'll put it in play from the 33-yard line. They gave him the extra yard on the return. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. Timmis is in the backfield. Now he'll scramble out to the left. They run a hip screen to the far side. It is caught. And uh, very, very quickly getting upfield is, I believe, Jalen Saunders. It is indeed. And that will be a first down across the 45 to the 46. Ticats with a little receiver screen out to the right. And uh, do a great job of blocking downfield. Saunders, <laughs> excellent. You know, go getting vertical. Steps downhill right away and turns that into a tie cat first down, and they continue to build this momentum. There's not much to him. And 5'9, 171 for Saunders. First down and 10 from the 46 yard line. Masoli back again, looking over the middle, going long right instead. He's got a man deep, and Brandon Banks, he's got a touchdown. Caught it at the 10, walks into the end zone, and the Ticats have their first lead of the night. Brandon Banks having his biggest game of the year. Are you kidding me? Well, there you go. There's Brandon Banks. We talked about him. It looked like they were trying to get back to their superstar. He went vertical against uh, Argo DB, Alden Darby. Banks had a, had three strides on him. And Masoli throws the ball. That looks like it came out of a jugs machine. It was perfect. It had the beautiful spiral on it. It turned over. The, toe came, the, the nose of the ball came down right into Banks' hands. And Banks did not have to break stride. That was a perfect throw and catch by the Ticats. What was it, in Edmonton when he had one of those and Straight dropped Straight down it. the hash. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> here's, the, that one. here's the extra point. Got it. 10-3 for the Ticats. And we'll see if the Argos can counterpunch. Yeah, 
big time. The Argos need to counterpunch. They need to get to the sideline, say, all right, you know what, Ticats are here to play. That little break gave them what they, uh, you know, the Ticats needed. They're clicking. They, they, they found something. And I can guarantee you they're going to go back to Brandon Banks again. And uh, now, but it's now, at the, now it's the Argos' turn to make some plays offensively because, to be honest, they've been completely flat offensively so far this evening. And, uh, uh, yeah, they just need to get something going. Brandon Banks, that was a 64-yard touchdown. Those are more receiving yards on one play than Brandon Banks had all season long. That's a, uh, he had 52 yards on eight catches heading into tonight. That's his third catch. He had catch to have an injury or something going on. It's just so weird. Just completely ineffective. Didn't look like Speedy B at all. So now Wilder and Jackson will be the deep men for the Argonauts. They'll have six up at the line of scrimmage, and then they've got two at the 40, and then they've got two at the 20, and then they've got two back at the goal line awaiting the Castillo kick. Ticats moving with the wind, going right to left. They're in their dark uniforms up top, black with black helmets, black jerseys, gold pants. Castillo's kick will be taken by Jackson, five-yard line. Call it the four. He'll go up the numbers and then cut to the middle near side to the 20-yard line and fumbles the football, and the Ticats are going to score a touchdown. Just like that, they've broken it open. And that is going to be Felix Aubert-Lucier, who is going to score a very easy touchdown out of the University of Montreal. And the Ticats are rolling. Are you kidding me? Well, Martise Jackson makes this catch, and I'm looking at the formation. The return was straight up the hash. Jackson gets caught by a Ticat, looks to spin out of it, trying to make something out of nothing. And the ball just flipped out of his hands. It didn't look like he took a big hit. The ball just flipped out of his hands. Robert Lucier was right there, picked it up off of a single bounce, took a Ticat bounce, and he walked into the end zone. Ticats are up 17-7. Unbelievable. Once they get the extra kick, sorry, 16-7 right now. That's his first touch in the CFL. Wow. A receiver who has no catches, and we've got an injured Argo on the play. They've also been working on Sean Lemon down on the bench here in front of us, and uh, it's it's a gang of four working on him. So I don't know what they're working on, but Sean Lemon is over on the bench and trying to see who is on all fours right now in a considerable, bit, uh, considerable amount of pain right now. And they're working on the lower body. Have you got a number there yet? No, I haven't been able to see anything. He had his helmet pointed toward us. He just rolled over and sat up. And is now coming off. And it's James Wilder Jr. Okay, this is uh, an interesting turn of events. The Argos defense has been uh, a staple of this team. And, you know, Hamilton finally got something together. And they, they got a touchdown. And then their special teams getting it done. That's an Argo mistake. And the reason leading to that touchdown. And now the Argos offense that's looked very, very flat has got to tighten up and do something. Otherwise, this game's going to get away. Castillo's kick is up. Got it. 17-7. Ticats. They have exploded here for touchdowns on back-to-back plays. The 64-yarder from Masoli to Banks, and then on the ensuing kickoff, it's fumbled by Jackson and walked into the end zone. So it has been an interesting couple of minutes here for the Argos. And we'll take a timeout. It is 17-7 Hamilton. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Funny things happen on Labor Day, and we're just seeing that right now. Back-to-back plays, back-to-back touchdowns for the 0-8 Ticats. 
as they have taken the lead over the Argonauts 17-7. The 0-8 Ticats with the lead. Unbelievable. Well, hey, this is Labor Day. Ticat, or the record means nothing. Yep. And this Argo squad has got to do something. And no better place to do it than special teams. So here's the kickoff by Castillo, and it's going to go to Jackson, who fumbled the last one. He'll take it on one hop at the 10-yard line. Far numbers come across the field and try to out turn the corner he does to the 20 to the 25 and he's thrown out of bounds toward the Toronto bench and uh, now we're going to get a little pushing and shoving as James Wilder took exception to that. No flags again. Cariel Bricks with the little extra toss out of the, the sideline there. Well Fuller got hurt on the one. I thought the one on the far side was a lot more egregious than that one. That's Labor Day. That's unnecessary. He was That's a step Labor up, Day. He's a step out of bounds and he throws him. Ball at the 28-yard line. First down Argos. Rookie Ray in the first half. 15 of 22 for 143 yards. No touchdowns, one pick. They go to the ground game. Here's Whitaker with a big gain up the middle, and he bounces off the second level of tacklers and takes it all the way out across the 35 to about the 37 and very close to a first down. That's a gain of nine and a half. Trap run right up the middle. Brandon Whitaker with uh, great security, both hands over the ball as he navigates his way close to first down on that. You know, we were talking earlier about overcoaching. There's an injured tie cat on the play taking a knee. We talk about how this game is overcoached at times. Yeah. That was from 1953. It was a pretty simple formation and a trap block at the line of scrimmage. And it worked. <laughs> Love it. Sometimes old school works. Yeah, and maybe. that is a perfect example of why plays that work back in the day can still work as long as the execution is there no need to reinvent the wheel football is one person against another person going up against each other battling one-on-one -on -one. and the idea offensively is to win that battle to move the individual out of the way and create space for the person carrying the football simple just you know line up win your battle mano y mano Absolutely. So the Argos will uh, have a second down and short yardage. We're still getting the occasional flash of lightning around us here at Tim Hortons Field. And we'll see what the Argos can do here on second down and maybe a half a yard. And they're going to have Fajardo come in. I formation behind him. All the backs split run a double flanker on each side and Fajardo will just go up the middle and get the first down close to the 40-yard line. He was at the 37 and a half and it looks like he got to the 49, or sorry, 39 and it will be a first down Toronto. This team runs that short yardage play better than any Argo team I've seen in 10 years. Yeah. Right, we saw many, many occasions over the last four or five years where they got stopped on third and short. Who's the best guy that you played with? A third, a on, third on short, short yardage. Well, Damon was very good at it because he'd take a little rocking step back and he'd dive through. He was very good at short yardage. 17-7, Ticats. Argos with the ball here. First down. Back to pass is Ray coming to the near side. He's got Whitaker. And it will be a first down at midfield. Ray got hit again and came up slowly. Yeah, Ricky took a big hit uh, as he hit Whitaker out of the backfield. Witt does a good job of uh, turning that swing pattern into a Argo first down. If we're having some technical problems back at the ranch, we apologize. We've been uh, knocked out a couple of times here tonight. 
because of the weather, we are doing our, our best to try and correct any problems that you might be hearing. Argos are going to go with a tight end on the left side. Ball on the right hash mark. Two receivers to each side. The back is Whitaker, and it's going to be Whitaker up a gap. Simone Lawrence will bring him down after a short gain. They'll call the 51, so a gain of four, actually, by the time they bring down Brandon Whitaker. See, the play was a zone read to the left, and, and uh, you know, the area of attack with the tight end to the left side was kind of to the left side. But as a running back, your, your job is to look at the gaps right in front of you and then work progression gap to gap as uh, towards the direction. And Whitaker saw a gap straight ahead and took it. Second and six from the 51 of the Ticats. Ricky Ray changes the play at the line of scrimmage. Whitaker had lined up in the slot on the line of scrimmage. Ricky Ray calls him back. Three receivers to the left, two to the near side. Ray goes to the near hash mark. Sorry, the near numbers, and the ball is dropped on a comeback route. Devere Posey just couldn't come back quickly enough. Hits the carpet. Would have been a first down. And now we're going to see the punt unit come out with Liram Hyralahu. This is on the offensive line. As I believe it was John Michael Dean got driven back into Ricky's face. And as Ricky was looking to make the throw, it was, yeah, Tracy drove him back right into Ricky. And as Ricky was looking to make the throw, he had to cut it short because the offensive lineman was in front of him. And he uh, threw the ball into the turf. Brandon Banks, Richard Leonard back for the Ticats. And it will be kicked to Speedy B. And in fact, it's over his head. He has to backpedal to the eight-yard line near numbers. And he'll get pushed out of bounds downfield so the Argos do a decent job on coverage as the rain has started again and we'll take the timeout. 17-7 tie cats, 9.50 remaining in the third quarter. It's Argo football on TSN 1050. 9.50 left in the third quarter, 17-7 tie cats. Kate Pedersen dodging raindrops on the sideline without her microphone using the phone. What's up, Kate? I'm calling you on my cell phone, keeping it new school. You know what, bad down here. He was in a lot of pain. Trainer's working on his right shoulder, not able to work through anything, so he has gone to the locker room, and his night is finished, Hoagie. Ouch. Thank you, Kate. That is not good news for the Argonauts, so they are now officially down all four of their starting defensive linemen. Bishop back in. He's on the field right now. He didn't start tonight, but uh, Ken Bishop, who is pretty good at uh, drawing double teams in the middle of the field, so does that mean Troy Davis and who's on the other side then? Is that... Uh, Justin Tuggle, I would assume. Tuggle? Davis and on the near Cam side. they got Walker as well. That's Tuggle. That's Tuggle? Yep. He's split wide on the left side. Argo's in a 40 front. Jeremiah Sol- uh, Masoli will put it in play at the 16-yard line. Quick hitch. And it is caught by Speedy B. And Brandon Banks is going to get drilled out of bounds. They are just letting them go nuts on receivers. If they're even close to the sidelines, they're just going to let them hit. Matty Black. Matt Black with a big hit. Limits the game to about eight. And it looked like he was going to get the corner. Hey, listen. Great job by the Ticats. Getting Speedy back engaged. I mean, he is fast. He's the fastest guy on the field right now. Yep. And uh, <laughs> if he got around that corner, see you later. He had eight catches this year. That's his fourth tonight. He's got one for 64 on a touchdown. Back to pass Masoli. Wanted to come to the near side. Still waiting for something to develop. He's going to go downfield and overthrows the intended receiver. And Jalen Saunders got manhandled. And he just did the pantomime flag. And there is no penalty. Gee, an easy call for the official. He did it right in his face. And no penalty for that. And I think, well, 
here's why I think there was no penalty because Rico gave him a little toss down and maybe shouldn't have done that. So maybe the refs like ah. But they've been letting that go all something. night. That's a that is there is no gray area on that call. Well, I think when you pantomime that the flag. play though, because yeah. Rico he possibly could have flagged Rico and you know I think that's the only thing that held it back. Pretty good kick with the win. Jackson will take it to the 40-yard line, to the 45, to the 50, and the Argos will get good field position. Heading into the wind here, 8.53 remaining in the third quarter. It's 17-7 for the winless Ticats. My goodness. Come on, offense. See what Ricky Ray dials up here. They'll put it in play from the left hash mark. Argos moving into the wind left to right. They're in their road whites with white helmets, blue pants, blue numbers. And we'll see what happens here. S.J. Green, four catches. Whitaker, three catches. Armani Edwards, two. Devere Posey, two. Jeff Fuller, two. Declan Cross, two. Marquise Jackson, one. They have not been able to get Jimmy Ralph involved in this game. We have an injured Ticat over on the far side. And we've been unfortunate, even with the camera close-ups, that we haven't been able to get numbers. We'll see who the injured Ticat is. What do you want to see out of the Argos on this drive, J.J.? Okay, they just got to move the ball and finish. You know, last drive, they started to move the ball a little bit. couple throws. couple runs. I just... You know what? The offensive lineman being driven back. Tracy, who's a defensive end, pushing a guard back all the way into Ricky's face. You can't... That can't happen. Guy's got to get off the ball, get physical, give Ricky the time so that he can do what he needs to do. And... Uh, you know, I want to see the offense get rid of the ball quickly. I mean, what was it last week, two weeks ago, where the offense was clicking oh. and they, that that quick release, yep. first read. As soon as Ricky's holding on to the ball a little bit, uh, he's not having the same success. I want to see them move the ball now. Injured Thirty-one. Tie. I think that's a thirty-one. Oh. Injured tie cat is up. That would no, be. No, that's not thirty-one. Sorry. No. That's Thirty something. Yeah. We're not going to guess. Sorry. We're not going to get the announcement either. Looks like he's all right, though. He's walking off. That is the good news. So the Argos will put it in play from their own 50. They trail 17-7. I think we have time for a quick 30-second break. We'll do that right now. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Johnson with you, 17-7 Hamilton, 8.53 remaining in quarter number three here at Tim Hortons Field. What was a very large crowd to begin with is not a very large crowd now, but those who are Ticant supporters and stuck around are very happy they did. Two very quick strikes, in fact, back-to-back plays, a long touchdown pass to Brandon Banks, and then the ensuing play was a fumbled kickoff that was returned for a touchdown. Ricky Ray. Pump fake, wanted to go, didn't get it, dumps off underneath. He's got Whitaker, I believe, and he'll take a right to the midfield stripe and be tackled on the Ticats' mouth. And Brandon Whitaker will get a gain of about six yards. Very odd play. That looked like a late running back screen because the offensive linemen were running downfield. Ricky did a pump fake, and uh, it was late to develop. So perhaps Whitaker may have been waiting for somebody to come, uh, come across, linebacker, and then turn around and running the screen, but anyhow, they still got six yards out of it. Whitaker's fourth catch of the night. He's now to the left of Ricky Ray. Three receivers to the left, two to the near side. Back to pass goes Ray. Looking. Has a man on the crossing route in S.J. Green. Nice move, and he will dive forward and get the first down to the 45-yard line. A gain of eight yards for S.J. Green. That will give him 57 on the night. 
and uh, he is inching closer. He'll need 44 for a thousand. Leave it to the veteran. S.J. Green on a crossing pattern, left to right. Ricky hits him. He's got three defenders: Dean, Davis, and Lawrence. Three veterans. He manages to split them and still get the first down. First down at the 45. Four receivers will go to the left with the ball on the right hash mark. Devere Posey has single coverage down low and a very, very uh, poorly blocked play. Let's put it that way. Ticats were in. I don't know if that was a screen or not. They dumped the ball in the direction of Whitaker. That just didn't look good, whatever it was supposed to be. Awful. Certainly, it was a screen attempt. And when you run a screen as an offensive lineman, you got to punch the D lineman and then get out. Yeah. They just let. They just ran out. They let the floodgates open. I saw a play last night where uh, Tristan Opalugo came right up the gate. Like same play. It was a running back screen. He came firing up the middle and smashed the quarterback. Ricky Ray went up and yelled something at the O-line after starting back. He's going to reset the receivers here. Blitz coming. Maybe Ray saw that. He's going to go away from the blitz and get a pass off. It is caught by Edwards right at the stick. That's going to be a first down at the 35. I don't know if Ray was able to see that there was a defensive halfback coming on an all-out blitz, but whatever Ray saw, it worked. That's okay because Brandon Whitaker saw him. That was DeMond Washington coming like a banshee off the right side. And that was where Whitaker is. Running back's on the right side. He's on the back side of the QB for a reason, to protect him, and he does a good job picking him up. First down at the 35 of the Ticats. Ray over the middle, again on a crossing route, has a man. And finally, Jimmy Ralph gets involved in the offense. And the native of Raymond, Alberta, has his first catch of the night. It's gain of five, it's second, and five from the 30. Yeah, that's a good catch by Ralph as he came across right to left. And uh, Ricky hits him for five yards. And I like this. Take your five yards. Now you've got, you know, when you're doing second and five, you got a lot of plays to work with. They can run, they can pass, they can take a shot. Four receivers to the right, ball on the left hash mark. Whitaker into the left of Ray. Ray's going to come to the near side. Has a man, it's caught at the 25, and it's going to be a first down down to the 21-yard line. Mr. Ralph and again. And Jimmy Ralph on back-to-back plays has another first down for the Argos. Ralph uh, on, a, on an out pattern this time makes a nice catch and does an excellent job of eluding the first Ticat defender, getting underneath the arm and diving forward for a first down. Bunch formation to the left, Edwards and Fuller to the near side, and they're going to get it to Edwards at the 15-yard line, cuts back, dies forward, gets to the 10, and that should be another Argonaut first down. From where they're marking it, they will move the sticks. It's a gain of 11, and Armani Edwards has it going, his third catch of the night. Loving the the Argo uh, receiver's sense of urgency. When they're catching the ball, they're thinking first down. Edwards looked like he might try to make a move and said, no, I need to get the first down. Doe Ford got the first down. And at the end of the play, uh, Whitaker was t- talking to the ref something about Simone Lawrence uh, might have done something dirty that Whitaker didn't like. First down Argos. Right on the 10-yard line. They have a tight end to the left side. Ball on the right, hash mark. They fake it to Whitaker. They roll to the right. He goes to the end zone, and there was some pushing. No flag as S.J. Green was contacted by Simone Lawrence. Uncatchable ball, I, I believe. Probably. It looked, it looked like uh, it was the defender, and uh, Cariel Brooks was all over the receiver. That said, you can still call contacting the receiver as opposed to pass interference. Yep, good call. Uh, it looked like he was uh, certainly got roughed up there. It was certainly close. Maybe it was just their feet getting caught. Couldn't see from this angle, but there was certainly a little bit of contact. Second down and goal from the 10. Back to pass is Ray. 
He goes, he's got a man at the goal line, and it is caught for the touchdown with a flag down. Devere Posey has the ball, and we'll see what the call is. Will this touchdown stand? Yes, it's going to be against Hamilton. Here's Andre Prue. Contact on the receiver, Hamilton number nine. That penalty's declined. Result of the play is a touchdown. So for Devere Posey, his third touchdown in his second year with the Argos, and the Ohio State product has put the Argos right back into this ball game. Outstanding catch. I don't know how he made this, guys. Devere's running along the goal line. And the ball is right at his, just at his shin level. And Devere has to bend down, get his hands low, just gets him underneath enough to make the catch. And that's uh, defensive back Osegi Odiasi. Nice. Just in tight, right next to Devere. And uh, Ricky, you know, doing what he does and threading that ball into tight spaces. I don't know what was better, the catcher, you nailing the name. That was outstanding. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Devere Posey has a great set of hands and showed them off there. Here's Hyralahu, puts it up, and remains perfect. One of three CFL kickers to have hit every convert this year, and he does it again at 17-14 Hamilton, four minutes left in the third quarter. This is Argo Football on TSN 1050. Devere Posey with a touchdown. This is a nice stat, J.J. It's a 17-14 Hamilton. Finally, the Argos get a receiver not named S.J. Green with a third touchdown catch this year. I like it. I like it. Moving it around in the red zone. That's huge. So we'll see what happens uh, here. Keeps the defenses on their heels. Hyralahu kicking into the wind here. It's not as strong as it once was. In fact, the telltales at this end are basically limp at this stage. A little more flutter on the ones down on the Ticat field, side of the field. So we'll see if they kick it deep. Why are they do? Okay, you explain to this. They have five receiver, or five uh, cover guys to the right of Liram Hyralahu, or to the left rather. The uh, the ball's on the left hash mark, and then the six cover guys, the five cover guys on this side, uh, are all on this on the far side rather. I'm, I'm explaining this horribly. They're all on the other side of the hash mark. There's nobody on the outside of the hash mark. Yeah, well, I mean, it gets them to the area of the ball sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you watch them after they cross the line from the kick, they actually spread out a little bit. And you've okay. got uh, Prukop, that is the field peg guy, and his job is to not allow anybody around him. Here goes C.J. Gable. will get across the 35 to the 40 to the 44-yard line and hauled down. He's done a nice job on return. Got to give credit to uh, the new head coach, June Jones. He is incorporating his big weapons as he has uh, tried to get the ball to Brandon Banks often tonight. And he's allowing C.J. Gable back there to return some kickoffs. Football's not complex, Hokey. Yeah. Give the ball to your playmakers, yeah. right? And that's what Jones has decided to do. And uh, I like it. Ball to the 43. Ticats up by three now. Four minutes and change remaining in quarter number three. If you're wondering why this game is still going on, when it started at 6.30, there was a very lengthy lightning delay tonight. Masoli's going to hand the ball off, and it is going to be Gable across the 50, still being spun. He's going to get across midfield. That might be his best run of the season across midfield to the 52-yard line. He's had longer runs. Actually, he hasn't. His longest run of the season was 16 yards. Don't get that guy started. Wow. 32 carries, 166 yards for C.J. Gable this year. That's it. He hit that hole hard off the left side and uh, on the zone pattern, and he had his whole offensive line driving with him downfield on that. Had a nice run at USC with the Trojans in his fifth year now with the Ticats. Four receivers to the right, ball just inside the left hash mark. 
Ticats moving right to left. They're going to go to Gable again. Feed the beast. He goes up the middle and is hit. And is taken down to the 45-yard line. Maybe the 44. So it'll be 7 or 8 yards depending on the spot. And they're going to call it the 44. So it'll be 2nd and 2. Luke Tasker had come in uh, off the edge, was trying to cut off the backside defensive end, and CJ ran into Luke, and actually uh, looks like Luke got, sh- Luke got shaken up a little bit. Tuggle was the guy who made the tackle, came in from behind, tried to rip it out, couldn't quite get it done. Second and two. Masoli looks to the near side first, and they're going to go play action. They have Banks on a crossing route, and he's going to make the catch and be brought down almost immediately. Good open field tackle, but it will be a first down after a gain of four. Mr. Darby got beaten badly downfield in that big touchdown by Banks. Not that time. Banks had some wheels going, had built up a full set of steam, but Alden Darby with the open field tackle. Big play because if Banks gets around, again, gets around this corner. Lots of green space. Fifth catch and roughly 90 yards now for Banks. That's 64 on one yet one touchdown early in the third quarter. They're going to Banks again. Watch out. He's got single coverage up top, all on the right hash mark, so he's to the boundary. Here comes the blitz. The Argos send five. Masoli reads it, comes to the near sideline, and it is intercepted. No, in and out of the hands of Rico Murray. He had great inside position as they were looking for Jalen Sander, uh, Saunders, the rookie out of Oklahoma. That was outstanding defense by Rico Murray. Thought he was going to get the pick. Yeah, Masoli underthrows this a little bit, which kind of surprised he hasn't done that uh, this evening. He's been up pretty pretty much on point. But he hung the ball, I think, a little too high, and it allowed Rico to get up underneath it. Saunders seems to be a bit shaken up here. He came down hard, and it was him at least getting his hand on the football that stopped the interception. It looked like Rico was going to get the pick. That would have been his first of the season. He did have a touchdown on a turnover in Ottawa when Trevor Harris had that snap go back to him and he wasn't ready for it. Went all the way back into the end zone and Rico was able to pick that one up. 17-14 tie counts, a minute 43 remaining in quarter number three. Argos will have whatever wind is left in the fourth quarter. But man, it has changed since the storm because the wind was as bad as I have seen it probably in any CFL game I've attended live. And I've seen at least three. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. So we'll see what the Ticats are able to dial up here on second down. They're in field goal range. Castillo hit one with the wind from 57. The wind was stronger then than it is now. Ball on the right hash mark. One, two, three, four receivers will line up to the left with the ball on the right hash mark. Again, it's Banks with single coverage to the boundary. Ball on the 40. Masoli looks things over, starts to the receivers, come back, looking to the near side, has a man, and it is caught, and it should be a first down. It will be a first down as Mike Jones, the second-year Ticat, the Canadian receiver, will have a first down inside the 30. That's a good play by uh, Jones settling in the soft spot as uh, Harris had dropped off inside. Cassius Vaughn playing the Sam went high, and Jones sat in the vacated area and just only put it right on him. First down, 10 to go. Dying seconds inside a minute, 50 seconds and counting here in the third quarter. Masoli looking at Tims in the slot. Here come the Argos. They're sending six. They get it out to Tims quickly. Makes the catch. Turns the corner. Flag down. They're going to get Speedy B on a hold at the point of attack. They have to call that. And he's not happy about it. Buck 20 soaking wet. (laughs) Has a hard time trying to block guys in the open space. 
So this one's going to come back. He's clean. Holding. Hamilton number 16. This is a 10-yard penalty. Still first down. But it'll go back to the 39-yard line. This looks like the Argo playbook in the first quarter where they took, I believe, three holding penalties oh, in the opening quarter. Awful. With the, the gale wind behind them that just killed any momentum in the first quarter. Oh, my goodness. C.J. Gable had a hellacious block on Troy Davis. Oh, yeah? Decleated him on the edge. Yikes. C.J. Gable. C.J. Gable smoked Troy Davis, put him on his rear end as uh, it opened up the space for uh, Banks around the horn or times around the corner. Four receivers to the right, one to the left, and it is Speedy B. Back to pass is Mazzoli. He's going to look for Brandon again. Ball's in the air, and it's way out of bounds. And very tight coverage again provided by Alden Darby. So they've really targeted Speedy B all night long. It turned out to uh, really work once with the 64-yard touchdown. Now they face a second down and 20 from the 39-yard line. Yeah, it looked like Masoli trying to force things rather than actually read it. said, you know what, I'm just going to go to Banks because he was not open. Darby had great coverage, and, and then he overthrew it anyways. <laughs> we got a guy on the Jumbotron, and he turned around and mooned Hamilton, ladies and gentlemen. That was not a pretty picture. Just no. No. We'll see what happens. This will be the last play of the quarter unless there's a penalty. Argos with a four-man rush. They go out to the tasker in the flat, and he's tackled immediately at the 34-yard line. So a gain of six, which will help the field goal position, but the Ticats will have to do this field goal into the wind now. So that will be advantageous to the Argos, who are down three, facing a field goal attempt. But we'll see what they can do with the win. 17-14 through three quarters. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 